0: Friends, today is January the 6th. I couldn't watch the news today because I'm tired of seeing the riots in the Capitol. And I heard today that 750 people have been arrested for that awful riot. And I have a question. Where are the people that were arrested for burning down Portland and Seattle? Where are the people that are arrested for breaking in those upscale shops in California, and stealing and looting all the merchandise. What is happening? We live in a land of lawlessness, and we have to face it. And I'll tell you what we have to do. We have to turn to truth. And that's the reason that I spend this time with you once a week. Teaching from God's Word what God has taught me. As you all know, I had, I guess, I had my 90th birthday. The 21st of December. 90 years old. Now I want to tell you, that's old. And I look back over my life, and I've had the most wonderful, exciting life. I have had a lot of heartache. I've had a lot of disappointments but through the heartache and the disappointments, my faith has grown and the heartaches and disappointments I had, I have had, nobody had anything to do with it, it just happened and nobody could fix it and I am happy to tell you that I had nowhere to turn but to the Lord. And I turned there, and he comforted me. And because he was there for me, I learned to trust him in more situations and for more reasons. And that's the purpose of this podcast. I'm not raising money. I'm not selling products. I am teaching what God has to say that man needs to hear. And you need to get everybody you know to listen to this podcast. Certainly not because it's me, but because God's been teaching me for years, and I have had a lot of experience. I've had deaths, divorces, loss of income, Everything everybody has. And it hurts. But God says, I will comfort you in all tribulation. And he will do that. And so we don't know what this year is going to bring. I can't believe how we've changed in one year. And so what what can we do? We can study truth. Memorize it. Choose it. Pay attention to your emotions. When they're not satisfactory, remember there's sin in your life. Because the Holy Spirit is love and joy and peace and patience and gentleness and meekness and temperance and all those good qualities. And it's possible for man with an old sin nature to experience those. And here in John chapter 16, where we left off last week, Jesus said, there's a lot more I'd like to tell you, but you can't hear it. He said, when the Holy Spirit, who is truth, comes, He will guide you into all truth. Now let me remind you that He came. He came at Pentecost, 50 days after Jesus rose from the dead and he's here and he indwells us and he will never leave us nor forsake us and so Jesus says here he will guide us into all truth what is the truth about what's going on in America he'll let me know he will not be presenting his own ideas but will pass on to you what he has heard You see, the third person of the Trinity is the messenger. He is the messenger of God. And look at what he says. He will tell you about your future. You want to know what's going to happen to you in the future? He will praise me, bring me great honor by showing you my glory. I have an Alexa that I got for Christmas last year, and I love it, or two years ago. And when I go to bed at night, I have certain hymns that I like to hear before I go to sleep. And, And I play the same ones every night. And I've added one, and it's the Lord's Prayer, sung by Andre Bocelli, backed up with the Norman Tabernacle Choir. It is It's a magnificent piece of work. And as I listen to it, Bocelli blasts out. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. And I just lay in my bed with all the lights out, tucked under my cozy cover, And I get goosebumps, because this is his kingdom. And he does have the power. And he will receive the glory. And I was thinking, he came as a servant. He was abused and and mistreated, yet he died for those that beat him. He suffered that we might have life. But when he comes back, it's a different story. He's coming back as the king. The king of all kings. And the Holy Spirit can teach us that. If I tell it to somebody who isn't born again, they look at me like I'm crazy. You're one of those fanatics. Yeah, I am. I'm a fanatic about the truth. And Jesus says, All the Father's glory is mine. And this is what I mean when I say that He will show you my glory. In just a little while, I'm going to be gone. And you will see me no more. But a little while after that, you will see me again. What is He saying? He's saying, I'm going to die. And I'm going to rise from the dead, and I'm going to come back, and I'm going to walk with you, and talk with you. And you'll see the nail prints in my hands, and the pierced side. And I'll talk with you, and eat with you, and walk with you. Do you know what that tells us? We'll talk, and walk, and eat in our resurrected body. Because we'll be like him. Now these disciples had left their families, their their businesses, they'd left everything to follow him. And he's saying, I'm going away. You won't see me anymore. But a little while you'll see me. So the disciples, now they didn't have the Holy Spirit living in them. Pentecost had not yet come. They They looked around and they said, What is this about going to the Father? We don't know what he means. Now look at the difference in you and me and the disciples. We have information and we know what he meant. Because we know he rose from the dead and he walked with them. They didn't know that. And so they said, we don't know what he's talking about. And Jesus realized they wanted to ask him. So he said, are you asking yourself what I mean? Now remember, Jesus knows all about it. He knows our thoughts, our intents, our desires. You can't hide from him. Somehow I think we we think we can hide from him because we can hide from people. Because people can't see in our heart. But Jesus sees inside of us. And then he said, the world will rejoice over what's going to happen to me, and you will cry. Once again, they didn't know. We know. We know that he's going to be crucified. And the people will be so glad to be rid of him. And frankly, I believe in the rapture of the church, and I believe that the non-Christian will be so happy that we've gone. They won't know what happened to us. But they'll say, well, how about that? We don't have to put up with them anymore. That's what they'll say. And then Jesus said, your weeping will suddenly be turned to wonderful joy. What is he talking about? In parenthesis, in my living Bible, it says, when you see me again. When did they see him? They saw him when he walked with them. It will be the same joy as that of a woman in labor when her child is born. Her anguish gives place to rapturous joy and the pain is forgotten. I just love that. And you know we live in a time of labor today. They labored then for his Return, we are laboring for his return. And it is true, when you have a baby, it hurts. But when that baby is placed in your arms, it's funny, the pain has gone out of your mind. I don't think that if the knowledge of the pain remained, there'd be but one child to every family. And God uses illustrations that you and I can vividly understand. He said to those disciples, you sorrow now, but I'll see you again, and then you'll rejoice, and no one can rob you of that joy. The joy is unspeakable that God gives. And once again, I keep repeating myself because I want you to know, you can have tears in your eyes and joy in your heart when you know truth. I don't think you can prevent tears. You would be stoic and cold and hard. And some people, when they come over to visit with me, they start to cry and they're embarrassed. And I like to say, don't be embarrassed. Tears are from God. It's, it's in a sense, a release of the pain that's in your heart. But the joy that God gives is unspeakable. Because remember, joy is the knowledge that you'll possess a good. This is something bad, but God will make something good happen to me because of the bad. And he said, at that time, you won't need to ask me for anything You can go directly to the Father and ask Him. And He will give you what you ask for because you use my name. I was speaking at a Bible class one time and a lady in the class said, Why do you always close your prayer in Jesus' name? Frankly, I was real shocked that she was in that Bible class and she had to ask that question. You see, it's because of Jesus' death on the cross that I have access to God the Father. And I can pray directly to Him. And it says in Isaiah and in Psalm 66, if I regard iniquity in my heart, God won't hear me. Iniquity is selfishness. I have to have a clean heart. When I bow my head and close my eyes and talk to my Father in heaven, and then He listens. You see, Jesus hadn't died when he spoke these words. But he said, the time is coming when you can go straight to the Father. Can you believe that you have access to God the Father? If you had access to the President of the United States, you'd feel really special, wouldn't you? Well, you have access to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He said, you haven't tried this before, but begin now. Ask using my name, and you will receive a cup of joy that will overflow. You see, no matter the situation in the world, if God is your Father, and you have knowledge of His Word, you can talk to the king of kings. And if your heart is clean, which is so simple to do, you just confess your sins and he cleanses you of all unrighteousness, he will hear an answer. What good news. Don't forget who you are and don't forget whose you are. Thank you for listening. Tell a friend and God bless you.